there are some nights some starry nights and you lay back and take a look you see lights some faint lights a star hanging by its hook you know not what the star feels you perceive just the shine the star is burning up inside the star is really dying he is too far away to tell you what pain he is going through so he quietly lets it all build up until the pain is threshold out to his core had run out of fuel he collapsed in on his own gravity in the final seconds before he turned he found what he'd always sought clarity welcome back tbh talks um it's funny as i i'm about to talk about clarity because that is how i started the episode i don't seem to find myself in the middle of too much of it let me tell you what i mean see as a kid um i don't think i was as aware as i am now i mean if we were to compare a kid from today's generation to me from back in the day at that age i'm pretty sure that kid would beat me in every single aspect like they'd be smarter they'd be more aware of the situation and obviously as with every um dual edged sword it um, it's a boon and a curse at the same time so when i say i didn't know stuff it means I didn't know stuff outside of academics. Um I I was I was good in school, you know. I uh like I remember uh, when I was in first grade um actually it's not until second grade that I realized it but I used to go to school the usual and I I, I mean being raised in India things are different when you come from uh a foreign country right because the first 5 years of my life i spent in the united states um a place that i truly miss mm, yeah god bless america i guess but uh yeah i miss america man i miss i miss the snow um mostly for the snow i mean there were a lot of fucked up things that happened when i was there um my neighbor shot himself and set his house on fire um and there used to be these weird police checks probably just because we were brown i am not going to go all hasan minaj on this but uh, us was fun man i remember mall of america i remember uh, peggy teacher from back in nursery um and kindergarten because um it was fun there it was really really fun and deep down uh, there's always something that calls me back to that place uh speaking of which my calling i didn't know my calling like i went to school and obviously the first year of school here when i was in first grade i spent most of my time just trying to understand how people function um uh, and not in your deep um psychological aspect it was more of um what language do they use to communicate what do they talk about um uh, how do i blend in um all of while my mom would um uh, uh you know 
get me books and i don't know maybe they just figured out i was smart i i don't know maybe it was a bet that paid off really well or rather not um uh, if we talk about things now but um yeah i spent most of my childhood in books and i used to love reading books don't get me wrong i was uh, i was really imaginative as a child so i used to love reading books um and not your basic uh you know the kind of books that uh, would have pictures and you know interactive storytelling none of that stuff i was more of an encyclopedia kind of guy like i had the whole collection of tell me why you know those really really tiny fonts uh brown pages because nobody buys those books let's be honest um and i had the big what big book of world knowledge something of that sort um, i mean i wasn't yet at dictionary level but i was i was getting there somewhere down the line So this is second grade, right? And we used to have an annual function every year. And one of the teachers they called me out to the principal's office, and I wasn't a notorious kid, so I wouldn't. I would. I would never. I would seldom find myself in trouble in that sense. But when I was called to the principal's office, she congratulated me. She's like, uh, "You have to come to the annual function um, because you uh, have." gotten a prize i was like okay yeah i guess i must have done something right to get a prize right so i show up and uh, they announce my name on stage they announced my name as the kid who came second for the academic year of the first grade <laughs> it's the first grade um I don't know why I'm making a big deal of it. I just felt like a hero at the time because imagine like other people's other kids, right? They they're watching you go up on stage. Um their parents are watching you go up on stage and your name is being announced as that happens and that means you're getting attention. And I love myself some attention. Ooh, we I love it. And I don't know if it was for the attention or what but I just became a studious kid not in the sense that I would um you know forget everything I I don't know if I did it voluntarily or if my brain just did whatever it wanted for attention because that's just how I've been right chasing dreams has always come at, with an asterisk and it is that those dreams have to get me attention If something fails to gather the attention, not mine. Like once I start doing something, and if something fails to gather the amount of attention that it deserves, I kind of give up. Um, I I don't know if that's a problem. You know, it, it must be a problem because it's put me through so many things in life. Because I've I don't know I my life has had such bizarre turns when it comes to things that I've done for my career things that I've uh done academically um like let me elaborate right it was until um I think the 7th grade that I took my studies very seriously like I would study and I would I would beat the kids in the score sheets by 
70 odd marks on the grand total. Can you imagine? 70 odd marks. And it's not like I was great at sports. Like, I was, I was probably one of the worst at sports because obviously I didn't spend any time on sports. I didn't know how to play cricket. I used to watch cricket every now and then, but I didn't know how to play it. Uh, football was out of the question. I became a football fan somewhere around, uh, um, I guess, by the age of 13, 14. And that's very late, considering the kids in my school were pretty much like Manchester United fans by the time they entered fifth grade. I didn't know there was a Ronaldo. I didn't know there was a Messi. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm not going to try and act cool as if I know um, what things were before I actually had to sit and do my research on it. But me wanting to get the attention of people at the end of every year kind of created a false image of me to my parents, to the people around me. Everyone started thinking that, oh, this kid is a genius. He's gonna, he's so studious. Like, I don't know, I think I've mentioned this in a prior podcast, but um, people used to think that I'd end up becoming a scientist or like a really highly qualified engineer or something of that sort. And it's a shock to people when I tell them that what I do for a living is freelancing. Firstly, freelancing is a very um, frowned upon term in your um, orthodox Indian market because most parents expect their kids to have a well-paying, stable salary job. I don't have one. And for the life of me, I could never take one because I can't live in the confines of a system because I need to do something that will make me stand out because I want that attention. And um, I realized it. This, this statement that I just made about system and attention, right? I realized it when I was in 8th grade. And that's when I started sabotaging my grades. I would sleep during my exams. I would not study as much for my exams because it didn't matter to me. I'd spent seven years of my school um, yeah, I'd spent, I'd spent seven years of my schooling life just topping my class. And at this point, people knew who I was. And it didn't help because the kind of attention that it brought to me was like, ooh, nerd, uh, go back to your books. <laughs> and I didn't get bullied, bullied in the conventional sense, so I'm not gonna make a big deal out of it. I'm not gonna play a victim card of any sort. I had my bullies, I hated them for quite a while, but now it's in the past, it doesn't matter. I'm, I'm just, I'm cool with everyone, man. Just don't... If you, if you fuck with me, I'll fuck back with you and, and you won't like it because deep down I'm twisted, right? I don't, I go for beyond an eye for an eye. Like if I want to get petty, I will torture you and I will get back at you. That is, that is how fucked up I am. Um, but yeah, I did not like the whole negative attention that me being a topper brought to me. 
Boohoo, oh, I'm all super religious, oh, class, must be nice. And yeah, I guess it sucked for a lot of people because I guess their parents told them, look at Amul Rahmani, he must be uh, studying for like 12-15 hours a day to be topping like that. Ah, uh, no, I didn't. I was just good at it, you know. I have a lot of skills that, I mean, I, I won't say I have, uh, I'm good at all of those skills. I work on them. But there are, there are surprisingly a lot of things that I'm naturally good at. I don't know how. I mean, writing is something that I didn't learn. My grandpa was a writer. Uh, author, I think, would be a better word. My grandpa, my late grandpa was an author, Dr. Srikant Ramani. And um, he did really well for himself. And I guess I get a lot of things from him, including my stubborn, headstrong attitude. And uh, I, I would know because... Believe it or not, I fought my grandpa verbally, of course, verbally. It wouldn't be fair for a, you know, 70 plus year old man fighter or 10 year old kid. But uh, I see myself a lot in his image. Down to the fact that his uh, 10th grade class photograph. Um, it's very creepy, but I look like him. You know, I look like him. And I'm not gonna lie, he he had the life that I dream of today. He married the love of his life, had kids, had a family, had dogs, and he was chilling, you know, he would travel the world. Of course, he had his downs, it was never about the ups, but he, he, he made it. In my books, he made it. Does the world know of him? Maybe not. I don't know much if the world knows about him, but there are a lot of people who do. And it makes me proud to call myself his grandson. I miss you, Grandpa. I really do. Uh, anywho, that, that wasn't my point. My point is chasing dreams, right? So, 8th grade, I become a rebel. I start sabotaging my exams and uh, my parents start to notice. They start putting me for tuitions, stuff that I despised and I didn't know why at the time. I just used to feel so, I don't know, dumb. I looked down upon the concept of tuitions. It was, I was like, why do I need supplemented learning? I'm good enough as I am. And for school, I mean, sure, you you probably need guided education for something like an engineering college or, you know, a, I don't know, something technical. School? Really? That can't be the best of... I don't get it. I don't understand why parents put so much money into the system. Yes, maybe, maybe some kids need a little bit more attention than what's given in school. And of course, a teacher despite his or her best efforts, cannot possibly give the amount of attention um, required to fulfill the academic requirements of every single kid. Each kid is born different. Their um, capacity to absorb knowledge is different. Their ability to understand things is different and to replicate all of it and uh, apply it when it comes to an examination is 
far more difficult i understand it that i'm not saying that system shouldn't exist it's just that it does and it kind of oversells stuff and uh i wanted to i wanted to make friends you know because i'd missed out on 7 years 7 plus years of of um my schooling life with what most people have as friends i just didn't have it and it bothered me so i started looking for avenues where i could gather that fame because obviously no one wants to be friends with a nerd i come on what are you going to talk about like oh what's uh, 2 plus 22 huh Uh, no no nobody wants a nerd as a friend it's sad but it's true nerds can only be friends with nerds and most nerds don't have nerd friends because nerds are too busy being nerds i was too busy being a nerd so i never had the chance to look at a fellow nerd and be like hey man what's up what you do today what you play today Get, tell me about your wildest adventure as a what 8 9 10 year old it doesn't happen and so by the time i reached 10th grade i had reached the worst form of rebel there was it was a petty i got so my school had a system where the top 20 kids like based on their 10th grade um examination results the top 20 kids from school would get a direct entry into the college that belonged to the same association as the school So obviously it was easy pickings for me right because even at my least amount of efforts I could do really well like even if I wasn't trying I'm not even trying to brag it's just that 10th grade exams are really hyped in India and I didn't see the need to prepare so intensely for it But then my parents introduced this concept of what's called um an integrated college course now what that means is a lot of these engineering coaching classes uh will tie up with some form of an educational body that would um coach you both for your engineering studies and for your 12th grade exams um and while there was nothing wrong with that idea i just didn't want to go there because Right about that time is when I started making my first friends in school. And it's a rule of thumb that most kids from my school went to the college that belonged to the association that I re- referred to before. And so I wanted to go with them. I wanted to see how well I could adapt to this new group that I had formed. Um my parents had other ideas. They wanted me to get into engineering. They wanted me to get into uh the most prestigious uh engineering college in india uh starts with an i ends with a t i need not say more and they made me appear for an entrance exam uh for that was that was organized by one of these coaching classes right and i obviously went and sabotaged it because i didn't want to go there it was as simple as that and my parents although disappointed they just tried to keep a straight face and told me it's all right if you don't want to go there you can go to your college of choice 
just um, give the exam let's see how where you stand in terms of your attitude um you know just give it a try give it an honest shot let's see we we won't uh enroll you in that college course we'll, we'll let you go with your approach to things and so i gave it and guess what <laughs> i was up there i was among the top what top 10 top 5 i'm not really sure which top section of it i was but i was there in the cream of the crop right i got the best scholarship and all that and it it um, it um it was over or so i thought and it's like a month to my boards and i know i'm going to ace this shit i'm going to be like yeah yeah i love it i was so motivated and then my parents come and tell me uh hey we enrolled you in that coaching class we said we weren't going to enroll you in and imagine the shock it brought to me i cried i cried because i was going to study at a place where my friends weren't going yeah like i still wanted to study it's just that i want to study with my friends and it i i don't know why my parents did that and i can't say at this point in my life that i'm not grateful to them for it because i'm not an engineer today so clearly it didn't work out it's just that I don't know where I should weigh things, right? Because my journey in that place where I had to inevitably end up going made me a lot of new friends. It gave me a chance to evolve into a different kind of person which I don't think I I would I'll never know. It's just that at the time I was so enraged by it that I I stopped giving a fuck about my 10th grade exams. I would wake up and sleep at odd hours. I would listen to music all day. I would I oh, I would sing while other kids around me were writing their papers. I would sing out loud. My mom received complaints, believe me. Like I I didn't not make it easy for her. Um and so The next two years of my life, I spent in a new place, making new friends, new memories. It's where I met the girl that I talked about so extensively uh, in my previous podcast about love. But it wasn't enough for me. I didn't get the attention that I wanted. So I learned how to solve the Rubik's cube. Yeah, <laughs> fancy that. I learned how to solve the Rubik's cube. I learned how to beatbox. I learned how to uh, do card tricks. I learned so many things just because I wanted attention. And obviously, when you go to an engineering coaching class, you are expected to get into an engineering college. At this point, I just forgotten about academics. because i saw how broken the system was and honestly the fact that my parents pushed me beyond that ledge 
put me in a place where i just wanted to hurt them more for not letting me go to a college of my choosing that i just started sabotaging everything that was related to academics i hit them right where it hurt it's not my proudest moment but i don't know i just i told you i'm petty not anymore i've learned to control that but i am kind of petty right and so i get through 12th grade i get into an engineering college and i literally could not give a shit i was my academics were running on autopilot by this point um and i start writing i start writing my blog that i mentioned the last time insiderstales.blogspot.com ah uh, and i realized that i'm fairly good at it I, of course over the years i've evolved into a much much better writer than i was back then and um i've also had my fair share of um books that i can only call cringe at this point in my life but i wrote a book i wrote three books i don't know how good they are because i never revisited them and i might publish them someday after like thorough revisions uh re-revision not even re-revision re-revisions like i'm gonna i'm gonna have to go through that like a gazillion times before it reaches the eyes of the public but my blog i'm proud of my blog my blog's out there um in fact if you have the time i i definitely urge you to go read it if you like it and you can you can obviously use some stuff because there are things in there that can help convey a breakup that can help convey your love it can can do a lot of things insiderstales.blogspot.com come by my plug in it like it's my merch it's not even giving me any money but you know what have a freebie anywho ha huh. so i get through 3 years of engineering and uh, then i'm faced with a choice to spend another year in that godforsaken place another additional year in that godforsaken place or just quit and guess what the amount of attention i was getting was dwindling with each year dramatically i mean there are only so many things you can do in an engineering college and i tried my best i was out there i was doing all sorts of publicity stunts i was vandalizing my college um i don't know man i was i was a monkey doing parlor tricks that's what i'd call myself because that that's just what i wanted i wanted attention i quit uh because i don't know i thought it would get me attention from my parents and it did because indian parents are really really attached to their kids if they become engineers and doctors otherwise it's uh, yeah okay he's my offspring i think i can you know can feed him and take good care of him but my parents surprisingly were supportive for once i don't know what it took uh they were nice about it you know they for the ones where i wanted attention for something that i really wanted to chase which was my dream of becoming like my grandpa i guess i 
I don't know why I'm putting that angle in there. I'm discovering things when I when I tell you these stories, right? I'm discovering a lot about myself and it surprises me. And maybe it makes sense. But yeah, my parents supported me in the most crucial decision in my life of becoming a filmmaker. They put me through three years of that college, not the engineering one, a proper film school, one of the best in India. I'd say Asia also, but that's a stretch. Um, and they paid for it, and they, albeit a bit salty, in their best interest, in my best interest, they supported me. Uh, and my want for attention just didn't end. It still doesn't end. I I quit YouTube. I mean I I wouldn't say quit. I'd just say it's a sabbatical, but uh I didn't get enough views. I didn't have enough subscribers. YouTube changed their policies and then the subscriber count that was required for monetization just made it um seemingly unachievable for me and so I quit. And I've been sitting on so many ideas for so many years. that it hurts when will i stop doing this for attention you know and i think that's why i chose a podcast because personally i don't listen to too many podcasts i watch podcasts like i watch impulsive i watch the joe rogan experience but i watch them i don't listen to podcasts i'm not kind of guy Pull on his way to work or on his way to any place. Just put on a podcast and just podcast put me to sleep. If I'm not a part of the conversation, if I'm not bringing something to the table, if I'm not present there, if it's not about me, I don't want to be a part of a conversation and be a silent listener. I listen when I have inputs. It sounds so weird, but and people call me a good listener. I don't know those of you I, I I mean this is this is like a direct call out it's probably an inside thing but like the people who know me they would say I'm a good listener I'm not I mean I listen of course I listen I love to listen to your stories but where have I never followed that with something of my own I'm not in an attempt to one up the person but when have I not I always always and I mean it I always talk about my life it's also helped me in a way because my life has been so bizarre in an attempt to get attention that it keeps fueling it so see it as this there's an initial investment of things that i do to get some amount of attention and that gets me a story now that story i tell to someone which catches their attention and they give me more attention and translate that to an entire group and then a community and then i'm everywhere i mean i'm not saying i'm famous right now but given my trajectory someday i will be because by that point my friend circle will be the whole world and that's my aim you know that is my dream i want to tell stories i want people to listen to me i want people to look at me i want people to know that you can start 
anywhere, anytime, and just not give up. I don't want to give up on this podcast, and I'm gonna make it a point that I don't. I'm not gonna come up with excuses. I'm not gonna, um, you know, make stuff up about why I could not upload an episode. I'm gonna try and keep this consistent. Maybe not every day, because that's a stretch. I mean, I'm gonna need breaks at some point. I might fall sick on some days, but I want you guys to listen to me. Just listen to me. It'll make me feel good. I'd say this is therapy, which a professional should be looking at. I've been one in my life, by the way. uh part time i was an apprentice more or less but yeah i've 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 been on the table i've been i've been oh no i haven't been on the table you no i've i've been on the chair on the other side of the table listening to people tell me stuff about their lives you know stuff that broke stuff jesus christ i need to be careful about what comes out of my mouth i become famous someday this is going to be This is going to be taken out of context. Oh, Amul loves to be on the table. Wow. <laughs> uh, I don't know why I did a voice for that. Never mind. My point is at the end of it I want to be everything. I want to be a YouTuber, I want to be a podcaster, I want to be a singer, I want to be a filmmaker, I want to be a writer. I want to be everything. in every conceivable form of entertainment if, if there is anything that can get people's attention i want to be it i can't be in the service industry i am not a service person like yeah sure i will help you if you're in trouble or if you need need help right but i'm not a service individual i'm not that i i cannot join the army I cannot become a police officer. I cannot become a banker. I cannot do any of that. I can be rich. I can be famous. Because I know those are things that are well within my limit. I can achieve those. And so that is exactly what I am going to do. I will be rich and famous. And as to the specifics of what field i'm going to do it in trust me i make this promise to you on this day that i will be everywhere and yeah in this endless chase i will live my life somehow i don't know how I don't know how I'm ever going to maintain a balance between things. But I'm going to figure it out. And I'm going to probably bring you along in this journey of mine because what is life without attention? Thank you.